Hello, LLI listeners. Welcome to season two of Lovely Linky Inspirations, the podcast. To my dedicated listeners, thank you for your support. To my new listeners, thank you for tuning in. So come now, join me as we encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Happy Monday, LLI listeners. Welcome to the month of February. It is Black History Month here in America and Reggae Month in Jamaica. So that was going to be my intro last week on February 1st. And I did not um, record a podcast episode. My last uh, recorded episode was actually January 11th. Uh, but I'm going to stick with that intro, okay? Um, thank you for all my uh, LLI listeners, family. Thank you for sticking with me. I am truly going through um, this period, right, of um, really being okay with taking time for myself to um, recoup after a long day, after a long week, after a long month, after a long 2020, and really taking the advice that I give out to clients, give out to friends and family that it's okay (laughs) to take a rest. It's okay to take some things off your plate. And although I love being here on this podcast, I love recording. I love sharing my experiences. I love sharing my expertise and I love hearing the responses um, to the podcast episode. I also realized that I really need to practice what I preach, right? I grew up hearing that practice what you preach. And so practicing self-care for me uh, meant uh you know truly stepping back a little and i've discussed this prior when i've missed a few episodes it's it's episodes it's really not um making an excuse it's really the truth of if it's not needed um at the time for me then i need to not do it and to be okay and not feel guilt so every monday i wake up ready to record i i told myself that i would record on the weekends um but uh january was a hard month january seemed to seemed like it came and it went by so quickly and so here we are to the today right so anyhow like i said let me ask this before i just uh, kind of run over that and move on to the next thing is to take a moment in that and to process that and to even ask, you know, how was January 2021 for you? I, I've spoken to several individuals and they have had the same sentiments like I have in terms of, man, I was not ready for 2021. I will, I think I have said this, you know, New Year's Eve 2020 into New Year's Day was the first. I'm always excited for the new year, but I have never been as grateful to live to see a new year. And so there was much gratefulness in seeing the 1st of February, um, January, um, if I didn't say February before, to see the 1st of um, February, <laughs> 1st of January. Sorry, I'm not editing none of this. It's going to be what it is. So bear with me, listeners. So from Christmas Eve, in um, New Year's Eve, 
Hopefully I said that right before. So New Year's Eve going into New Year's Day, right? I'm, I'm always excited about that ever since I was a child. Staying up in Jamaica and, you know, at 12 a.m. in the morning, we would pick up our phones and start calling everyone and saying, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. That's the only time. So Christmas Eve into Christmas morning so 12 a.m. we would call and wish people happy Christmas Merry Christmas and New Year's Eve into New Year's Day at 12 a.m. we'll call people and say happy New Year those are the only two times when I was growing up in Jamaica that you could call someone um, past 10 o'clock and it, someone wasn't dying or someone wasn't sick or it wasn't some form of emergency which meant dying or, or being sick or someone going to the hospital, right? Those were the only two times that everyone in the house, their house, households were up, adults and children, and it was okay for you to call your friends and even okay for you to all call adults and they weren't going to hang up on you and they weren't going to tell you something and ask to speak to your parents as to why you were calling and so there's always a level of excitement for me and so i brought that tradition here and in the the states with my children we don't really call anyone um at midnight but we do try to stay up and you know tell each other happy new year and so the gratefulness that i felt was the first because man 2020 was so difficult um but then january was just so I don't even know the word to describe January. It just came and went and I felt like I wasn't ready. And then that's the sentiment that I got from everyone else that I spoke to. Man, I'm not ready yet. Reset. It's like we were all on autopilot and all of a sudden we just ran out of, um, you know, the airplane just ran out of gas and you're like, okay, we're going down now. We have nothing else left to give other than to just let January go by. And January was a time to refuel, get our fuels up, get our energy back, come off an autopilot, and you know, get into gear to fly the plane ourselves, right? And so I say to you, if you were in that position, that it's okay. Give yourself some gratitude and say, okay, I took uh, January to get ready for the rest of the year, right? There's 12 months in a year, there's 11 more months to go. Um, and here we are in February. So, you know, let's let's get on it. Don't beat yourself up for what you didn't accomplish, that you weren't ready. It's just like, I'm not ready yet. You're playing hide and seek. And by the time they count to 10, you still haven't found your hiding place. That's just like January. It's like, January, you come. I'm, an, I'm not ready. I'm happy that you're here, but I'm not ready. It's like you're playing hide and seek. You want to play the game, but you just <laughs> didn't find your hiding space. It's like, January, I'm not ready. I'm not ready yet, January. So that was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining playing hide and seek and not being ready and the person say um, they come in and you're, you're just have everybody else found a hiding spot and you still don't find the hiding spot and you're like I'm not ready and they tap you on the shoulder and say you're it right <laughs> you're like no so that was January I'm not ready and for so many people it was the same I am not ready January um, give me some more time happy that you're here but not ready not ready for life not ready to continue on need some more time but here we are and so you know it being February now and as I mentioned earlier Black History Month Black History Month here in the States and Reggae Month in Jamaica. For me personally, I have so much to, to reflect on and truly um, just so much 
to be thankful for, so much to celebrate, and so much to have conversation about, you know, um, and, it, and it's truly important that we do not, you know, allow history to stop with us, right? What do, what do, we, what do I mean by that? What do you mean by that, Cynthia? We have to keep telling the stories. Our ancestors, when there weren't books to be written into, they were verbally um, telling the stories and the stories went down to gen into uh, one generation after the next by them verbally speaking it. And I feel like, yes, we can write it down in books and we should, but we should continue to tell the stories of our ancestors and tell our stories because history doesn't stop, right? We need to carry it on and we need to create new history, right? We need to learn more about the history, our history, the parts of it that we were misinformed about, right? Whether or not you live in the United States of America, and of course, Black History Month is here, but no matter where you are in the world, if you are a person of color or history, Black people have been told one thing about what their history represent and what their history meant and where they came from, and it was always this um, narrative of slavery. And to think that black comes from far more than that. We come from kings and queens and princes and princesses. We are more than um, slavery, right? We are more than enslaved people from a generation of that. That is very important that we talk about it so it doesn't repeat itself or that it fully stops but we are more and so um continue to speak right um as as i said before it is it's truly important um that history does not stop with us that we carry it on by talking about it however we talk about it verbalize it share it with our families with our friends right and learn more about history what the truth really is what is the truth of our black history and in saying that even jamaicans as we celebrate reggae month what is the truth of reggae music right we love our reggae music and we bob marley is known right everywhere and um, everywhere in the world, no matter where you go, the hottest place, the coldest place, Bob Marley is known. But or, and he, you know he eludes reggae music. He he is reggae, right? But what more is there to it? Where is the very root of it, right? And what fruit as reggae music? born for us for all of us in the world right more than just jamaica where it has gone and where it is going and what it um has evolved into and so um we only know that by having conversations we only know that by being purposeful about learning more, right? And correcting the incorrect narrative, whether that's about black history or reggae, that, that's about our reggae music, where it came from, where it is going and how it's growing and how it's moving, right? Because there's power and there's movement in all history. And like I said, what 
more are we going to do as we talk about black history I ask the question all the time what have you done <laughs> that is worth repeating that is worth being written down in the history book that you are proud of that other people will be proud of and I think that's the same for reggae music Jamaicans what have you done to contribute to our reggae music if you are um, you know musically inclined what have you done to contribute to reggae music and if you are not even still what have you done to contribute to it have you purchased the music have you talked about the music have you promoted it it is or a part of the Jamaican brand is reggae right and so yeah man much to discuss there and that could be a whole podcast episode <laughs> so we're gonna talk more about that in the month of february i missed one week but i promise i'm gonna make it through the rest of february you will hear from me for the other two mondays i believe there's two more mondays in the month of february and i am committed to um ensuring that i do come on to be here for my LLI, LLI listeners, for the LLI fam, right? I'm gonna be here. But um, we're going to discuss more about that as we go through February in terms of Black History Month and Reggae Month. I have to sing that, I can't just say it, right? But anyhow, this Monday, I want to talk to you about waiting, right? <laughs> Lord, I want to talk to you about waiting. Why waiting, Cynthia? Because I am in a period of waiting. I am waiting on not just one thing, several things. Can you imagine that? Several things I am waiting on. And partly because I have put myself in the position of waiting because I have tried out the things. I have dared to dream and the audacity to say I want to um, reach this level in my life. I have the tenacity to say, yes, I can do this. So no, I have somewhat purposely put myself in a waiting position because every time you go after something, there is this process, right? And part of the process is waiting, waiting for the response to say yes or no, right? Or maybe, or next time. So I'm in a process of waiting um, for things that I said I am aware that I would be waiting for in um, <laughs> 2021, but also things that I didn't intend on waiting on, I didn't sign up for, but as life is, that it always dishes us things that we didn't ask for and we kind of have to take the dish and eat it, right? Or uh, take the cup and drink it because it's a part of the process of life itself. And so, as I'm waiting on several things that I knew I would be waiting for, I'm also waiting on other things that mm, if I had a choice I wouldn't be waiting for. And one of these days I'm going to share what one of those things are that kind of just say you're going to wait. Whether or not you planned on waiting for me, you're going to have to wait. But this Monday, I just want to talk to you about this one particular waiting, the waiting, one of the waitings that I signed myself up for. So many of you know, if you're listening to the podcast, if you follow me on social media, that I am a PhD student. That's part of what this podcast is about, sharing my journey of that. And so for those of you who are in PhD journeys or, you know, have PhD um, 
family members who are currently taking a PhD program or who have their PhDs and are doctor this and doctor that, you would hear about comps, right? We call it comps. It's an exam. It's a comprehensive exam. We call it comps. And for my particular school, and I shared this before, the exam had three parts or has three parts to it. And I, in September, right? Whichever month I took the exam, maybe August or September, one of those months, can go back and listen to one of the other episodes that I shared that on. Either way, last year I took the exam and I passed two parts of the three-part exam. And so this year I had to retake in January, <laughs> the second week of January, boom, I had to retake the portion of the exam that I failed. And so I came out of finals, had a week to prep up myself for the exam. Of course, I was prepping in between that, but had a full week to say, okay, Cynthia, prep. But for me, listen, I shared this before. Once I finish midterms and when I finish finals, I am done for mentally, physically. I'm done. I am so exhausted because those papers take so much all to me. And so that week of prepping was prepping in tiredness, right? And I sat the exam. And so that's why January was so difficult for me. On top of coming out of 2020, you know, the year it was, um, I had to sit that exam in the beginning of January. And then I had to wait. <laughs> had to wait to hear the results and so we were told you know um the results would come by the end of january just in case because if you don't pass the exam right if you don't pass the comps exam all three parts of it you can't continue in the phd program you are done so imagine i am right here at the end time to prepare to start writing my dissertation i only have two more courses to take which i'm taking now this semester imagine reaching thus far spending so much money in so much debt and to be told like you can't go any further because you didn't pass portions of comps right or a portion of comps and so that weighed on me heavily right and so for me my personality is i don't mind waiting i really don't um i think growing up and being in the position that we were financially or just being the oldest i always i was okay with waiting waiting was no big deal for me but when i felt like i waited long enough then i'm like okay no i wait a month i wait two months i wait two years three years four years i waited the time that i needed to wait now it's time for it to happen but in this particular situation it wasn't the time that i was waiting it was the finality of what um after the waiting will produce it would have produces this final answer that this is where you would be in your academic journey cynthia if you did not pass this portion of the exam that you failed initially and re and had to retake if you didn't pass it this time your academic journey was going to drastically change because i knew i was going to get my phd regardless right still on the pursuit of it but um the idea of then where am I going to go to school? I'm going to have to either drop the current classes that I signed up for for this semester or finish the, the classes and then find another university. And I don't know what that would entail, whether that meant I had to take additional courses for that university, that meant more money. And so all of these thoughts were going through my head. So it wasn't just a waiting period. I was like, I can wait that. It was the finality of what the results would mean 
for the academic portion of my life, right? Because my life isn't just that. And I know life had to continue. And in the waiting period, that's the thing, right? I kind of felt like if I could hibernate like a bear and go to sleep, <laughs> go to sleep right after I hit submit and wake up when the results were posted, when I got the email of the results. That's how I felt like I just want this period to, to go or be over with for the first time waiting within itself was difficult because i kept thinking about what was going to happen after the waiting but ironically i felt this peace and normally when i feel peace i know why i feel peace and for those of you who are christian or christians or you know have faith you understand what i mean by peace so my spirit my spirit woman was just at peace this level of peace where normally i could check in on her and say why you feel so peaceful? But this time I had no idea why I was at peace. And it drove me crazy because I had the question of, okay, am I at peace because I know I'm going to pass the exam? I'm going to trust God even if there's parts of it that I as a natural person in my own brain didn't know that God helped me with and I pass? Or am I at peace at the fact that I didn't pass, but I know it's okay because God sent me on this road, so he's going to make a way? And because I didn't know the answer to why I was at peace, I was like, Spirit, tell me why you're at peace, because I need to know why you're at peace. <laughs> Talk to you about control, right? And so for me, it's, it's just controlling things. I'm a planner. I have plan A, B, C, D, E for my life. I plan. I write everything down. If this don't work, this, you know, there's steps, there's processes. And so I think for me, with waiting, it's just really this... <sighs> not having control and like I said it's the finality final you know it's it's final it's the finality of it it's not like okay you don't pass the exam but you can still continue and you have a chance to retake it you know that would be different I would have some control to say okay I can retake it and even not passing it I have control to say I can continue with another program to get my PhD or I can go on with my advanced certificate right because you do get a um a certificate to say you're certified with your advanced studies but that wasn't still isn't good enough for me I really wanted to get this PhD and so I had to work my way through that and it was just this challenge of, of waiting that weighed me down all of January where all I could really do is get up in the mornings show up for my client and I showed up well for them because I know I had to do that and be there for my children the best way I could and for my husband and, and that was it and I wasn't even prepared for the semester for school I didn't buy my books because I was like am I gonna spend over $300 for these $300 for these textbooks which I don't know if I pass the exam or what I'm going to do right and so this wait and I couldn't do anything you know I am on social media I post various things I you know I've said this before I have therapist tips on Tuesdays I've talked through Thursdays I post in Unwavering Love and that's a marriage group I have on Facebook I post in Singled Out Woman and that's a single um, woman's group I have on Facebook I do all this encouragement and I motivate me much Days and I couldn't do none of it. And one thing about me, I'm very authentic. And so I'm not fit motivate me Mondays when I'm not motivated, right? And so I just did nothing. And I realized that I just needed that time to talk to Cynthia and to be okay. So here is what I have to say to you this Monday, LLI listeners. Waiting. I don't believe waiting in, in itself is difficult. I made this post 
um, I think earlier this week or in the last week, maybe last Thursday, what is difficult is us, right? We make waiting difficult. The common denominator in the waiting process is you and I. So you and I make waiting difficult. And so then we have to determine, There's there is three or four things depending on my audience, right? So if I'm talking to a Christian person, a person of faith, you're going to have four things that I'm going to suggest you do. If you're not of faith, you can omit one and then you'll have three things. But the first thing in waiting that I would say is you have to determine why waiting is hard, right? Determine why it's hard. Is it because you're impatient? And for me, I know I'm not impatient. Lord, teach my patience a long time ago. So I'm like, mm -mm, I'm patient. I'll stand in the line. I'll wait if I gotta wait. I'm okay with waiting. And that's why I say it's not the amount of time that I wait. It was just this idea of it being final. So you have to determine, are you an impatient person or, is it the unknown? Is it not knowing what is going to happen in the process of waiting that is challenging for you? Or is it like me, not being in control, that you have to be in control, you're a person that has to be in control of things. So because you're not in control, waiting is hard. And why I said it's important for you to determine why waiting is hard, because then that will help you to come up with ways to wait better, right? There may not be no great way to wait, but you can, or the best way to wait, but you will be able to cope with waiting better. If you know, well, I have to work on my patience. So you have to have a set set of um, skills and a set set of, set of coping um coping mechanism that you have to work on, right? Not defense mechanism, coping mechanisms, coping skills that you have to work on to deal with your impatience. So waiting can be a little bit easier. It won't be easy, but easier for you depending on the circumstances. Now, if it's this whole idea of the unknown, I don't know what's going to happen and I need to know what happened every minute of the day, every second of the day, then that too means an okay, what strategies am I going to have to use to help me dealing with not being able to know what this waiting entails, what this waiting is going to produce for me, right? And then if it's, it's because, man, I have to be in control of things and I'm not in control of this waiting. I'm not in control of what is happening while I'm waiting or what's going to happen after I'm I, I waited, right? So you have to determine that. And those are the three I'm going to give them. There may be other reasons why it's hard for a person to wait but those are the three that I'm going to to focus on and to say determine why waiting is hard repeating that and I and again once we can figure out why waiting is hard then we can develop strategies we can develop skills we can develop coping mechanism not defense because we don't want to be under the fence now coping we're going to figure out ways to cope with it right we're gonna do this try this technique try that technique and if we're impatient it's going to be different if you're impatient it's going to be different if you're a person that needs to be in control and it's going to be different if you're a person that needs to know everything right so that process those skills those strategies are going to be different and then um, the other thing the second thing that I'm going to say is pray listen wait listen trust self 
the process and God. I'm going to repeat that again. The second thing is to pray. And after you're done praying, listen, right? Because often we pray and we don't listen. We don't wait to listen to hear what God has to say. And so I want you to listen. And when you're listening, you have to wait because sometimes it's like, okay, I'm not hearing anything, but you want that, in, that instant response. And sometimes you really have to wait. In that time of listening, you have to wait. However, how long? However long it takes for God to respond to you or however long it takes for you to really focus on listening to hear God's response. Because sometimes he is responding to us immediately, but because we are so busy in our heads with our own thoughts of what should happen or what's going to happen or the 10 other million things that we need to do and really don't have time to wait and pray, we don't hear the response, right? So as we pray, when we're done praying, listen. But active listening means we part of that is waiting for the response. It's not anticipating the response. It's not developing a response to God's response. It's waiting. And then listening some more as we are waiting, truly waiting for God's response. You say, oh my gosh, Cynthia, that's me waiting double, waiting on God and waiting on what's going to happen, right? Don't matter. Still wait. And then listen again. So as you're aware, I'm listening, God. I'm truly listening now because sometimes we start to listen. And even if we're focused, the things of the world come in and interrupt that listening right so then we have to wait and clear all of that and listen again and then trust truly trust yourself as you are praying trust yourself as you are waiting trust yourself as you are listening and you're trusting that god i gave you the prayer the best way that i could right because there's no perfect craft well there probably are perfect crafted prayers but we all know when we're waiting for something or want something, we just go and ball, right? Or at least I know I, I, I do or I will or I am. Like, okay, God, this is what's going on. I would really like this or but what you going to do, God, right? But I have to trust that I am expressing what I need to express to God in the way that I need to express it and trust that God understands what I am saying right? And what I am feeling and tr and trust that he understands the desires. I have to trust myself that I'm relaying the message the best way I can. And, and that I have to trust that God is listening to me and that I am worth him listening and that I will be able to wait out the process of waiting to hear what he is going to say and clearing my mind of things that come up in my mind because of my own mind or because of things around me. And I truly have to trust that process of, you know, praying and listening and waiting for God. I have to trust the process. And then I have to, you and I truly have to trust God. Because if Christians, people of faith, if you are believing God for something, you have to truly trust him. That I trust you, Lord, that you are going to deliver. I am a God. I'm not sure. But I'm trusting you and I'm trusting you even when I'm not sure if my trust, right? It doesn't matter. It matters that you go trusting. And even if you start off with a tiny bit of trust, you start to 
develop that trust even more as you continually pray and as you continue to listen and as you continue to wait on God while you're still waiting for whatever it is you initially was waiting on while you went to God with the prayer anyway trust God trust that he hears you that he is listening that he believes that you are worth listening to trust that he's going to make it happen for you the way it needs to happen for you even when you believe it should happen one way you're going trust him and and so trusting him mean God I want it this way but if it don't happen that way you lose your trust it's trusting that oh my gosh if it don't happen this way and that's why I said I have this peace and the, because I trust God, I really do. I trust him. But it's like, oh God, is the peace that my spirit woman feeling, like I said, is it the peace because I passed or is it the peace because I didn't pass, but because I know you got me, Jesus, you got me, God, regardless of it, I'm going to be Dr. Linky, whatever path or what, if you set me on this path just to take, I'm just going to do it, right? I trust you because I know you were the one who told me to go take this PhD program. I didn't take this up on my extra headache up on myself, right? And so that's how you have to trust him entirely in that process right of whatever the response is lord whether it's it favorable or i think it's unfavorable because it didn't come out how i expected i'm trusting you in that and so the third one is again it might be number two if you're not of faith is keep living and walking in your purpose Y'all know, LLI listeners that i talk about purpose all the time i truly believe that each and every one of us God created us for a reason. Whether you believe in creation or not, you're on this earth for a reason. Why are you here? Why are you breathing the air? And you know, why are you breathing? Why are you breathing in oxygen and letting out carbon um, dioxide? Even if you're just letting it out so that the plants can live, you're doing something. You have a purpose. And so finding out what that purpose is and living in that purpose, you have to keep doing it. You have to keep living. And I say that to say, at a moment ago, I just said, I wished part of my brain was just like, if I could just hibernate. Imagine all the beers, them just go to sleep and wake up when winter over. They're not dealing with this whole process, right? I didn't want to deal with in my head thinking about, oh my God, if the result is this, what am I going to do? Or if the results are that, I just wanted to not deal with it. I literally, I guess, wanted life to stop. I wanted to stop living not not be alive i want to be alive right but i didn't want to carry on with everyday life because i'm waiting on this important thing and how can everybody go on how can people be laughing how can people be crying how can people be getting promotions how can people all these things right it's just like how can life continue to go off don't they know this major thing is happening in my life in your life right i know we've all thought that man <laughs> pause you need the remote to just pause everything and fast forward to that time but that's not the way you have to keep living because the other parts of you have to continue so that part of me is the scholar but i still have to be mommy i still have to be wife i still have to be therapist i still have to be cynthia for cynthia's sake right i still have to be daughter i still have to be cynthia um still have to be daughter still have to be aunt you know still have to be all these other persons all these other not persons but just be fill all the other positions that Cynthia has to fill. Whether mommy, whether Mrs. Linky, whether daughter, right? Whether aunt, whatever it is. Like I said, whether therapist. And so you have to keep living in the other um parts of your life, in all the other hats you wear. You still have to be all 
those things to all those people keep living and you still have to be you to you so don't forget that you still have to be the person you are to yourself and that's why for me it was important to just take a break take a break from social media seldom posted people were calling me checking up on me like something wrong with Cynthia we haven't heard nothing right and um, I needed to do that to be okay because that was one less noise that Cynthia needed to hear. She needed that one less noise of herself and that one less noise of everybody else, right? She needed to just tune that out. Talking in third person, I needed to just tune that out. But still living, still showing up and doing what I needed to do at the level that I could do it fully engaged and I know I couldn't be engaged on social media and be the best therapist or be the best mom or be the best sister or be the best um, wife so I had to eliminate that part in order to keep living right so keep living walking in your purpose because I had to still walk in my purpose as a therapist I had to still walk in my purpose as mommy and Mrs. Lincoln and you know daughter sister every everything else um so it's important that you do that right to continue to live and walk in your purpose felt like i needed to repeat that and so the fourth thing or third depending on where your stance is with faith um is don't self-sabotage right and so i think i'd mentioned this whole idea of when i had to retake the exam of how i started to um have this negative thought a negative talk to myself about you fail it so you're not gonna pass it again what's gonna be different this time if you didn't pass it then you're not gonna pass it now and we can self-sabotage ourselves we can start okay now I took the exam now I can just decide like I didn't want to buy my books I could probably have not shown up for residency which part of me didn't it was virtually I don't like residency at all Either way, it's just not something I like. But I could self-sabotage myself and quit and decided that I was going to um, take myself out of the program even before knowing the results because I'm afraid of what the results can bring. People self-sabotage themselves that way. When they're not sure of what a result is going to be, they they exit before, you know, they think the exit is coming, so they exit or, you know, I could have not shown up for residency or slack off or whatever, but I still showed up. I decided I wasn't going to self-sabotage myself, right? I wasn't going to give myself the negative talk um, during the process of waiting. So whatever it is that you're thinking about, think of it. Think to yourself, am I self-sabotaging? Am I doing something to make things worse for myself because I'm afraid that I, if I move forward, it's not going to have a positive result. So might as well mash it up. <laughs> right away you know like you know we would say in Jamaica mash it up might as well I just end it now you know so I feel like I'm in control of the destruction and not the destruction in control of me right so people self sabotage for those reasons right I'm just gonna do it before it happens without even knowing if they realize that once they get there it's all gonna be okay they wouldn't have done it so those are the four tips and I'm going to go over them again Determine why waiting is hard. The three examples I gave is determine if you're impatient. If it's the process of just the unknown that you need to know everything and because you don't know, waiting is hard. Or is it you are a person that likes to be in control, right? Raising my hand on that one. And so your lack 
of control over the situation is why waiting is hard for you. Like I said, there may be others, but those are the three that I'm highlighting. Second, pray, listen, then wait, then listen some more, then trust yourself, trust the process, trust God. Third, keep living. You gotta just keep moving each and every day. Get up. If you have to modify what you're doing like I did, modify it. But don't stop living. Don't stay in the bed. Don't get depressed. Don't be too sad. If you're sad today, then listen to me. Tomorrow you gotta get up and do it. And and so for me, the process of thinking about it, I would try not to think about it every single day, but it will pop in my head every single day. And when it pop in, I allow myself a moment to think about whatever it is because we have to live in those mindful moments. And then I was like, nope, done. What do I gotta do? Because I got to be here. I got to be present in this moment that I am living and not worry about what hasn't even happened yet, right? So as I am acknowledging what I am feeling, don't dismiss it. Don't push it away. Acknowledge how you're feeling. I'm worried about it today. I'm scared about it today. I'm confident about whatever I'm waiting for today. Lord, I'm not confident about it. Acknowledge the feeling, but then go back to that mindful living of I'm living right here, right now. What do I need to do in this moment? right? Um, and walk in your purpose because part of keep living is that you have to continue to walk in your purpose. You got to fulfill your purpose and you can't fulfill your purpose if you don't keep moving, if you don't keep living, if you don't keep getting up each and every day and doing what you need to do. Modify if needed, but don't stop. It's okay. Hmm. Light bulb. Okay to slow down, but not okay to stop full stop, right? It's not okay to just put on the entire brakes and don't move. Modify. You can go a little slow, but don't fully stop. And fourth, don't self-sabotage. Instead of doing that, build yourself up for whatever is come, whether the results are going to be good or bad, you know, whatever you're waiting on, whether it's going to be in your favor or not, you have to build yourself up, right? Because you're going to build yourself up to stand up on the mountaintop, or you're going to have to build yourself up because you didn't get the response that you want. It's a negative response. You, you failed, whatever it is. But you have to build yourself up for the valley that you're about to go into because the results aren't what you want. So you don't stay in that valley. Right? Because of course, when we get news that we don't want to hear, it takes us down a little. So you have to build yourself up so you're strong enough to deal with it so it don't take you out entirely. So build yourself up, right? So for me, I will share this man, that excruciating pain that I felt when I finally got the result um, earlier last week, I got the result. I passed, y'all. I passed. I passed. And it was, whew, everything lifted off my shoulder. I felt relief about um, passing that exam. But my waiting isn't over yet, right? And so as I, was as I started to celebrate, then there was reason for me to kind of halt my celebration because of other things that I'm not going to discuss right now but I did pass and so I'm happy for that. And so that happens at times where whatever you were waiting on happens and you're excited about it, but then you find out your process of waiting still continues for whatever reasons they continue for you. But um, you know, you, you, you're, be grateful for each and every moment that you are in. 
be grateful in this moment of waiting because that means that you you are living life you have chosen to take a risk on something that you're waiting for or someone has to chosen to take in a chance on you and you're waiting for that response we don't just wait for no reason we're waiting for something and it's usually some sort of elevation right if you're waiting to have a child you want to be elevated to a parent whether that's a father or a mother right if you're waiting to see if you get accepted to to a certain university or into a certain program you're waiting to elevate yourself if you're waiting to get that call back from the job interview again you're waiting to get your first job your second job or a, a position to put you in a better place than you are currently at so we don't just wait for nothing. So if you consider it in some sense, oh my God, I can't believe I'm saying this. Waiting is kind of a blessing because we don't just wait. We don't just say we're waiting. What are you waiting for? It's always waiting for something that's going to put us in a better place, as far as I know, than the where we are at, right? We're waiting to take a trip. We're waiting to see if we got approved for the house or for the car. Waiting always mean that it's going to take us someplace higher than we currently are, take us to a higher position. So even acknowledge that and say, boy, even though the waiting hard, the fact that I'm able to wait, I am grateful. So that's all I have for you guys. Um, thank you again, my LLI listeners. Until next time. Wait a second, LLI listeners. Have to make one correction. I, I real slip of the tongue when I said um, Bob Marley eludes reggae. Of course, the man um didn't elude reggae at no point in time. He, of course, was and still is reggae. Many would argue even today. So the word or words I meant to say were. Bob Marley represents reggae. He exemplifies reggae. He signifies reggae. He epitomizes reggae, right? So thank you for allowing me to make that correction and giving me grace on that. So for real, for real now, until next time. You may follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Lovely Linky and YouTube at Lovely Linky Inspirations on my website at lovelylinkyinspirations.com. You may also email me at lovelylinkyinspirations at gmail.com. Please share, like, and subscribe. Until next time, let's stay connected. So come now, join me next week as we continue to encourage, motivate, and inspire each other. Talk soon. Until then, live good.